Hello and welcome to the Conscious Entrepreneur Podcast, the place to be for visionaries, conscious entrepreneurs, and enlightened leaders who know they are here to not only make an impact in the world, but to leave their divine legacy, touching the minds and hearts of everybody that they encounter, and to leave the world a better place. My name is Cody Ann Smith, and I am the host of this podcast. I help visionaries and leaders like you tap into your higher purpose so that you can ignite your gifts in the world and share them in everything that you do, creating more purpose, peace, and prosperity in both your life and your business. You can think of this podcast as your hub for inspiration, motivation, divine wisdom, insights, and so much more. If this sounds good to you, tune in because I know that you're here to have massive breakthroughs and I can help you do that. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for your gift of presence. It really means the world to me that you guys take your time out and spend it with me. Today's topic is going to be a deep dive into a subject that I was asked about recently from one of my other podcasts that I had created. And that is about Earth being a school and how Earth is a school, how that pertains to our lives as humans here in this planet, and then also the spiritual aspect of why we came here and how we can navigate this Earth school and kind of make sense of why we came here in the first place so that we can have that clarity, so that we can truly come and fulfill what we came here to do. But before we get into this episode, I'm going to ask you guys for a favor. I need your guys' help to help me grow this podcast. So if you enjoy what you're listening to and you've been listening for a while, I would so appreciate it if you would either share this podcast with someone or go to iTunes and leave a written review because it helps so many other people find this information. And for those of you who have already done this, I want to thank you deeply for doing so. All right, so let's dive into this topic. It's a big one. I'm going to do my best to condense it down and to make it as practical as possible. I'm sure you will leave with some questions still, but that's the best because then you can go and contemplate those for yourself and see what you come up with, okay? So what is the reason we're here? What is the purpose in our lifetime? What did we come here to do? Who did we come here to be and why? These are the biggest questions that we have as humans. You have seen it time after time, year after year, people contemplating this. And everybody always has different reasons, but then we also always come back to a common ground. I don't know if you've noticed that, but I find that to be true. So I think it's appropriate to start at the very beginning before we even talk about Earth and what happens before we incarnate. Now, again, this is just my perception, so if you don't agree with something here, that's okay, but this is just the way I see it, okay? So before we incarnate in this lifetime, our souls make contracts with other souls. We all have specific lessons that we know that we would like to learn, and we have people that help us learn those lessons. So we make soul contracts with people before we incarnate in this lifetime. Therefore, we choose our family before we even come here. So our mom and dad were already pre-chosen 
because they were going to embody certain lessons that they were going to then pass on to us and we were going to figure out our own way. This is part of the soul's evolution and the evolution of the material world as well. So when we incarnate and we're born into this earthly plane, we have to take on this body. Actually, we take on multiple bodies on the way down before we even incarnate into our physical body. I believe there's about seven planes of existence. I'm not going to get into all of that for the sake of time, but if you would like to look into it, definitely do so. It's really interesting and fascinating, and it brings us to a whole new perspective. So we take on all these bodies, and then we get our physical body. When we get our physical body, we have what we call DNA. But this DNA is passed on to us from generation to generation to generation. So we are born into almost this karmic loop that we have to fulfill. And all of this, again, is already panned out in the soul contracts and the lessons that we agreed to learn before we incarnated here on this physical plane. When I talk about karma, I don't mean personal karma necessarily. We're talking collective karma that each one of us agree to take on a slice of so that we can purify it and raise the frequency by using specific vehicles, aka our bodies, that are pre-programmed with this DNA matrix that we can then learn to unlock the codes and then raise the consciousness and add back to the karma of the collective, but it's going to be a karma that's not at a lower frequency. So we're trying to evolve from this fight or flight, from this survival, this fear level base where we started because we have evolved so much and now it's time to take it to the next step. That's why we're seeing more of us waking up to our purpose and understanding that we're here for something really big and that most of the time, and actually in my opinion, it will be all of the time, that we will also be bringing our spirituality down into our existence. So as we start to grow up, from baby to toddler to child to young adult to adult and so on, we go through processes. And in the beginning, a lot of the time, we're going through the process of being conditioned and learning things. So we learn from our environment. We learn from the people around us. We develop a self-identity around those beliefs that we carry and we tend to forget who we really are. And it's a journey of coming back into that. And while we do that, we are embodying lesson after lesson after lesson. And sometimes it takes a little bit longer for others than it will for someone else, depending on how committed we are to the mastery, how committed we are to mastering our destiny, our dharma, whatever life is bringing to us, are we open to experience the lesson or are we going to run away? In order to evolve and ascend to a higher state of being and a higher state of consciousness, it requires us to raise our own frequency. 
humanity is basically an organism. And you come in here into this organism as a cell is the way I see it. And as you know, a body is made up of trillions of cells. The whole goal here is to heal that separation that we experience because we forgot that we're part of this larger organism. Instead, we have fallen for the illusion that we are just single cells and that we don't have a bigger purpose into a bigger divine mission. And just in the same way that we need ourselves in our body to be working together in a synarchy so they can create coherence within the body, we need that in humanity at large. And each one of us has come here to heal the wound of separation at the core. Okay, this is the collective wound that we're healing. Now we each have our own wounds that we agreed to work through in this lifetime. And there's many different ways for you to awaken to that and to heal that wound and to heal those shadows and those traumas and those kinds of things. But my favorite, my ultimate favorite after trial and error and discovering multiple different systems, my favorite favorite would be the gene keys, hands down. So during our journey of healing separation, there's really one really core thing that we're here to awaken for ourselves, and that's our higher purpose. What is our higher purpose here? A lot of the time we get confused on purpose and higher purpose, and we think that we got to find our purpose, like what is it that I'm here to do? And we can end up totally blinded with this thing that we have to do that we forget that it's who we came here to become. The doing always follows who we are. So what usually happens before we step into our higher purpose is that we are met with some kind of challenge or some kind of tragedy that shakes us to our core and says, hey, it's time to question your life. It's time to answer the call. Some way, some form, you will eventually be asked to answer your call. And that usually requires you to pull the layers back from everything that you have been conditioned to believe in your past. And it's extremely tough because we get so used to doing things a certain way and we're running a program, but this is always asking us to throw a wrench into that program and start questioning and start opening ourselves up to our own sovereignty, to our own self-governing, where we think for ourselves, where we act the way that we want to, not the way that we're programmed to act, where we live in accordance to who we came here to be at our core, who we truly are. It's about waking up to our truth, waking up to all of that good stuff that so many of us are talking about these days. So when we begin to answer the call, in a way, it's kind of like opening up your metaphorical earth textbook and you begin to learn lessons. And there are three stages to the awakening process. The very first one is when we're not really that conscious. And all of us start here. So we believe that things are happening to us. And that's the victim state. That's the shadow frequency. That's that lower frequency that's running off of fear 
and separation, thinking that things are happening to us and not realizing that we are actually a game player in this process. So that's the first stage. Everybody starts here. And then in stage two, things we start to realize that things are actually happening for us. So we begin to say, well, this is actually happening for me. This challenge that I'm going through, this fear that I'm working through, this trauma that I'm working through is here for me. And then we start to inquire and we ask questions. How is this helping me? What is this particular challenge trying to teach me? And then we start to learn our lessons a little bit or we start to become acquainted with why things are happening in our lives. And it's so liberating at this time. And we feel so empowered when we begin to step into the idea that we are actually not victims and that nothing can truly ever happen to us. Only things can happen for us. And then the third stage is things are happening through me. And that's when we step into that sovereign co-creator, right? Because that's when we realize that everything that we think, everything that we learn, everything that we do, the energy that we carry around is happening through us. And we are contributing to the collective. Every person we meet, and even when we're not around people, our thoughts alone are being sent out into this quantum field with unlimited information. And we are adding to the collective consciousness. Rather we realize it or not, our beliefs, our thoughts, our actions, who we are being behind closed doors is adding to that collective karma, that collective consciousness that every person taps into but they just aren't maybe attuned with knowing that they're pulling from this field yet. So I think that it's time to pull in a couple teachings from the Gene Keys and entwine them in this Earth School process because these two specific Gene Keys are extremely important when it comes to understanding the Earth School. Okay, and the first one is Gene Key 22. That's the Gene Key of Grace. And that is the Gene Key of the Divine. So we're bringing that divinity in, involution, and the Gene Key 22 go hand in hand. So we're bringing our divinity into our bodies. We're pulling that high-frequency energy deep into our cells. It's basically bringing spirit down into the physical body, and that's how we experience embodiment. And then we have another process, and that's evolution, and that's the one that we're more familiar with, evolving, right? So what's happening there is that we are changing the genome or the expression of our genes So we're taking our genes from a lower state of consciousness, a lower frequency, that shadow, fear, victim state, and bringing it up into a higher level consciousness. And that is Gene Key 55. We're moving from the shadow of victim 
And then we're moving to the gift of freedom and the city of freedom where we experience the truth of who we are and start embracing that. And with evolution, we're taking those lower three chakras and we're raising their frequency. We're working through all the the denseness that's held in those lower three chakras and we're raising the frequency of it while simultaneously bringing in our divinity through the upper chakras. And then it meets in the middle and it creates this transmutation and eventually it's going to create a transfiguration which is when humanity basically takes a quantum leap from where they are right now into a totally different way of being where the fear and the shadows and all of that will be a thing of the past and they will be purified out of our gene pool and we'll experience that new earth that everyone keeps talking about. So I know that was just a really quick condensed version of those two gene keys that are really playing a role here. If you want to learn more about those two gene keys, get the gene keys book. I highly recommend it. I have it on audible and I have a paper copy as well because it's just an incredible book and you can actually find the links to both of those down in the description of this podcast. If you're interested in either of those two options. But when we come to this earth, we kind of go through that amnesia is how this basically rolls out. And then we start remembering our purpose because we start listening to that call. It's like we pick up the phone and we finally answer and we say hello. But that call will never be heard if we're constantly living in distraction. If we're constantly scrolling social media or constantly trying to learn new things, which don't get me wrong, I'm not saying to learn, not learn new things. I do highly recommend doing that. But you also have to create space for yourself to be with yourself. Because if you just keep learning all this stuff, you're just putting stuff in instead of letting it the dust settle. So that's one way that we distract ourselves or we distract ourselves with other people and stuff like that. So our solitude is a really important thing and developing a process that we can stick with every single day that helps us stay devoted to this process is when that call can come through. And I believe we have to have a clear channel before that call can even make its way through because otherwise we're so clogged up with everything else, you know, from our bodies, like emotional bodies, mental bodies, emotions when we're just constantly like stuck in our emotions, mental when we're constantly thinking and physical when we're not taking care of our body. I think this is a very big misunderstanding in the spiritual world is that we actually have to focus on the physical body as well. In fact, the physical body is where I started so that I could have that clarity to be the channel to answer that call. Because before that, my body was polluted and toxic and there was nothing pure going to come through in that environment. So it really takes us to work on all levels. It's okay if you want to start with the mindset. It's okay if you want to start with the emotions. And it's okay if you want to start with the body. But it has to be somewhere and you have to be able to find your process and allow that call to come through. Because you came here for a very specific reason and 
If we don't learn the lessons that we came here to learn, we have to repeat them until we do learn them. That's part of the soul's journey. And what we're going to start to see is more people doing this. And as people continue to do this, we're going to see the systems of our world changing. Old systems are going to crumble. They're not going to work anymore. We see this in the school systems already because the children of today are changing and they're testing the school systems and forcing the schools to create a new system that helps them learn the way that they can learn. And it's shaking things up. So we're going to have new school systems. Once teachers start waking up to their purpose and they realize their divinity and the divinity of children, that will start to shift. Businesses will change because people are not going to be supporting businesses that have not good agendas. And people are going to be able to read right through people because when you open up to your higher purpose and you answer that call and you start to become embodied and sovereign, you realize people's intentions. So the marketing, the old marketing with tricking people into stuff or using shame or fear into buying a product, that kind of stuff is going to be gone. You're, they're not going to be able to get away with that anymore. It's going to be phased out and it's just going to happen. There's no way to stop this. That's why we really don't benefit from living in fear and paying attention to the news tabloids and what's going on with Donald Trump and all these different things, that's a giant distraction to what we came here to do. And then lastly, we're going to see the government shift too. The government's going to have to change because if you really think about the government, it is a giant corporation. It's a giant business. And people that are becoming more sovereign are wanting to make their own decisions, no more relying on other people to say, this is what we want you to do. And then we say, okay, that's going to be a thing of the past. And you can already see this starting to shift. But by 2027 is when they're supposed to be the new human. If you are into human design and the gene keys, they talk about the evolution of the human species from Homo sapien to Homo sanctus. And the Homo sapien is a seven-centered seven being. So we have seven chakras but then when we step into the homo sanctus, we activate two more chakras and making our chakras system a nine system being. So a homo sanctus is a nine system being, and that's where the human design comes in. These two systems work really well together. The gene keys and human design, especially with our earth school and learning about ourselves and being able to evolve and step into who we truly are, becoming that sovereign being. Because so many of us have tried to break down the system with pure force. That was like the first wave of the indigos and stuff. It came in to shake things up a little bit. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. Something had to change. But now we're stepping into building the new. Because we don't build the new by destroying the old. The old will destroy itself. Because we're moving to a place that will no longer allow our foundation to be built on fear, greed, and all those lower frequencies. 
So every time that we think, oh my God, this world is going to shit, it's not. It's just, it's natural process. It's the purging experience. So if you've ever detoxed your body, you will know exactly what I'm talking about here. When you start a cleanse, your body starts purging. They call this a healing crisis. Well, the earth is kind of going through its own healing crisis right now. The earth is quite literally shaking off what it no longer needs for its higher purpose in the same way that we are. So all of us are interconnected, intertwined, and this earth school is just a place for us to learn and to grow and to help evolve humanity while we also involve. So we're bringing our divinity in, we're raising our frequency, and that is the purpose of this earth school, I believe. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you had some insights around this and you want to share it with somebody, take a screenshot of this episode when you share it on Facebook and tag me so that I can thank you personally for sharing this episode. It means a lot to me. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful rest of your week and I'll talk to you on the next one.